A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, Matt Wyke. How's it going, Matt? It's going. Went out for a nice dinner with the family, came home, went for a nice walk. It was like 73 here today. We went from snow. Really? This, yeah, we went from like two feet of snow to 73 in the, the span of like two weeks. I mean, here it's but maybe eh, it's not cold. It's probably forty, low forties and rainy. Really? Yeah, lo- low forties and rainy. So. Oh man! But it's been. I, I uh, mean, the last few days have been pretty, pretty good. But yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I've had a busy ahead, day ahead. of. Uh, I don't know. People probably don't care about this, but I'm gonna pull Dave Palumbo. I, I had a um, prescription drug problem. I'm trying to get hydrocortisone, which is like a fucking harmless. I mean, as far as I know, there's no real. You wouldn't abuse it for any reason, and you wouldn't. I mean, there's just—it's a very inexpensive drug too. It's just this fucking lame drug that, you know, it's a basic corticosteroid. But uh, I'm, you know, I, I got it ordered on the 13th from my doctor. Never got it. Just, you know, it's getting low my supply, and it's something I need to survive. And so I called the, you know, the the people. I called my doctor. They told me to call the people, and the people said the Caremark. You know, the fucking shipping the, the place that ships the uh, prescriptions and shit. Yeah. So uh, th- they, the, the lady's like, oh, well, there's two orders in here, a bunch of nonsense that doesn't really make, it shouldn't have happened. And she's like, oh, well, there's two of these orders, so I got to delete one, and then I'll rush the other one out to you. It'll be there in five days. Can you make it five days? I'm like, yeah, sure. And perfect, you know, dealt with. This was on Tuesday, a week from today, a week ago today. So today... No, there's still no fucking meds. It's been seven days. So I call them again, talk to a guy. He transfers me over to an automated system. You know how automated systems, sometimes when you go through them, they will just randomly say, we were un- unable to process your request. Goodbye. You know, <laughs> it's like you've had, you've had that happen, right? Yeah. Then you smash your phone. Yeah. So, and that, that, that happened. So I'm like, oh, of course. So I call again, get a hold of some lady. She proceeds to tell me this story about how the the max dose that they have written down or however she worded it is 10, but your doctor said the max is 20. And and I'm like, you know, it doesn't it makes no sense cuz 10, first of all, they're not specifying pills or milligrams, so I don't even know what they're talking about, you know. So like I have to call the doctor again and you know, meanwhile I'm at a manager's meeting at work and and taking it to five minutes before the doctor's office closes. Cause I'm, you know, I'm at, 
I have only a few days left of this. I can't not be with hydrocortisone as an Addison's patient. It's not something you can't have, you know. So I left them a nasty message, and finally, uh, they 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 think that they think that they had pills confused with milligrams when it came to reading the prescription. Like, what the hell? This is like this is what you people do all day. How can that be a like? I, I don't know. It's like a. Sometimes the prescription bullshit you go through is like a a, sit, a scene out of a sitcom. You just can't believe how every step is just creating another step of nonsense. You know, it's fucking. So I had one of those days. You know what? One one of these weeks we should talk about big pharma and how the pharmaceutical industry is like so crooked anymore. That it's like no longer about health and wellness. That it's all about, you know, the almighty dollar and getting you for life and, you know, getting you on this medication so it has this side effect. So you go on a different medication of theirs and it, it's just that snowball effect. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of depressing to talk about, but it is true. I mean, it's – And I you would know firsthand more than I would. Hell, I mean, yeah, my, hell yeah. My brother-in-law is a pharmacist and, and he hates it. I mean, he, he wants to get out. Um but you would know firsthand after dealing with all of these people. Yeah, I mean, the difficult thing is the fact that I believe cures are – I mean, they're not necessarily hidden, but I just don't think they're – they don't – why would – somebody explain to me why a pharmaceutical company would search for a cure for something. Think about it. It's completely stupid. If you're selling a pill and making billions upon billions of dollars that, that you know, keeps – whatever thing keeps erectile dysfunction under control, but you need to keep taking it and blah, blah, blah. And you just make, you have an endless base of people doing it forever all the time. You know, it's like everyone with erectile dysfunction is now going to take your drug and they're going to take it forever. It's going to be enough. And they're going to think it's the best thing. So why would you go after a cure, a cure? One people, everyone needs one and it's gone forever. And it's like selling your company, but there's no possible way you could charge the same for the cure as what you get. Nobody would could afford it. It, it. So why would they, you know, why would they look, why would they go for a cure? It doesn't make financial sense to do that, which is um, kind of, that's like the depressing part. Cause I always say to people in the pharmaceutical world, there are two people who make you no money, dead people and healthy people. Those two people right. are worthless. Yep. You need alive, sick people. And when you think about it that way, that's just a simple way to think about it. Dead people, no money there. Healthy people, no money there. You need to be alive and sick. Think about all the medications we have. All of them. None are cures to fucking anything. All of them are things to deal with your problem that do yeah, not fix manage. it in any way. Like, yeah. That, that's, that's what all of it is. Think about it. How come... It's just like, come on now, 50 years ago, think about the technology 50 years ago and the technology now. Everything has exploded to a degree that's not even, you can't even explain how much better the technology is now than it was 50 years ago. Yet there's been no new cures. What new right. cures have happened in the last 50 years? A cure to something, literally, like penicillin. It, it just, it, why does that just never happen? I mean, come on. We were able to do the most insane things with technology, but we can't create one cure for one thing. It's that that yeah, to me it, is like the, the the smoking gun. Where are the cures? You get a new way to deal with something every fucking day. You have fifteen drugs just for one thing, and they all just prolong nothing. But you can't get one cure for anything. I mean, it's just 
you know. Exactly. It's it's a management thing. I mean, as long as the pharmaceutical companies are are like you said, uh, you know, banking on sick people just continuing to live with the condition and and manage the condition versus them dying off or healthy people staying healthy where they're not making any money, it makes the government money. So of course they don't want to come out with any cures. But it's it's funny. I was I literally had to mute myself because I started laughing when you were talking about um, erectile dysfunction uh, medications and stuff. I keep telling my wife every time that that I'm like watching YouTube or I'm I'm reading or I'm looking over uh you know financials or stuff for the business whatever the case may be and that commercial comes on and I hear it I laugh and I look at my wife because one it says one of the side effects is if you have an erection for longer than four hours, mm-hmm. uh, you know, seek seek medical uh, advice and stuff like that. And I always joke with my wife. I said, I swear to God, I said, if I ever need that pill and I have a boner for four hours, I want to pass just one pass. And I'm just going to call up every chick that's single in my Rolodex and just go at it four hours. Yeah, I'm like, come on, just give me one pass <laughs> if that ever happens. After after four hours of having a boner, I'll probably die of like a heart attack or something. But <laughs> four hours. Oh, but yeah, man, I, I just... always and, and she just shakes her head. I'm like, Chris, I'm like, it's four hours. I'm like, holy smokes. Does that really she just, happen? I, she I'm just like, shakes her head. I'm just like, I don't know. I can't. I'd like to speak to someone who that's happened to before. It just seems so like any guy listening realizes that that just is like seems impossible. It just doesn't even. It's so outlandish and fucking insane. But yeah, I, I think. Uh, listen, I did the math once, on I use my how much my insurance company has to pay roughly. I know how much all the meds cost and shit and what they're charging because I've had to pay not out of pocket, but I, I've just been I've been doing this a long fucking time. I know how much the shit costs. I see it at different times with hospital bills. You see, you know, so. I did. I calculated based on how much I make pharmaceutical companies, how much money I'm giving to them via my insurance and shit. Uh, not necessarily their profit, but how much I'm giving to them. And I figured out. I looked up how many diabetics there were in America, and then I just I calculated. Like I assumed that they are giving the pharmaceutical companies a reasonably close amount to what I'm giving. Just a general assumption. Probably fairly accurate. Um, and I calculated it by how many fucking diabetics there were. And the total dollars, and this is for one month, the total dollars for one month was deep into the billions. It was in the billion teens, like $15 billion. $15 billion wow. every month just from type 1 diabetics. So, I mean, to to imagine cures not – like, what do you – how do you make $15 billion? That's one month. How do you make $15 billion off a cure? You have to somehow – it's it's not even – you'd have to charge everyone, you know, an insane amount of money. So, I, I don't know. I just – I did the math. I was like, you know, it just to, just to, to show how colossal uh, – how the – the idea of giving sick people medication to keep them alive is the ultimate form of revenue making. I mean, there's nothing. You see, you talk about drug dealers feeding people's addiction, you know? 
and and you 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 make tons and tons of money because you're feeding addiction. You can charge a lot for the drugs. With this, it's literally you're you're fueling life. You're keeping people alive. They have to find a way to pay. It's like the perfect money making, not scheme, but it's the perfect money making you know avenue. You're using the most basic fear of all time to get people to pay a ton of money for something. You know, yeah. it's 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 it is pretty depressing and scary. But when you think about it, it's it's it seems pretty black and white to me from what I've experienced. But anyways, yeah, but you're you're absolutely correct. Where where are you going to find that type of money that's taxable that the government's not going to be like, uh, this is illegal. You can't be doing that. Right. Yeah, it's it is what it is, though. Money is um, they say money is the root of all evil. And uh, I think. That's at least in the real world. That's pretty much, pretty much a hundred percent true. Um, so today, I mean, we thought we thought about topics for a long time today. It was kind of tough, but we've got a couple of good ones actually, and uh, which often happens actually. People will be surprised how Matt and I go the whole day pretty much shooting text back and forth, and we have pretty much nothing. We're like, man, there's not shit going on this and that. We just want to copy other people or do that, you know, nonsense. So usually when we get We've been stewing all day, and when we get on the on the phone together or on Skype, whatever you want to call it, we end up it ends up coming to something pretty good. So today we're gonna start with uh, the Dallas McCarver leaves MD. Um, I mean, this is kind of hearsay. We we have what we have what he says, you know, and then we have the evidence surrounding it that we can see, like what Sean Ray said and everything. But he's claiming pretty clearly that the catalyst for this was not that he wasn't getting paid, not that nothing like that. Like everyone, they, everyone's talking about MD is not paying people. That's like the talk of the town now, but because of Sean Ray's disrespect towards him in the video where he posts for Jim Mannion. And then of course the, where, where his, his little pass out incident where he was sick in, um, at, in Australia, it was Australia, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so it, it's just kind of crazy. I mean, I was talking to you about how. Well, what do you make of this? Before I give my take and what, what, what interests me about it, what do you what do you make of this departure and 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 Redcon as well? So they're gone. I'm I'm assuming that was at least MD's second biggest source of revenue. Um, maybe not, but I don't know if Redcon was on board. I mean, maybe high tech is is promote is you know giving them more than that. But I feel like this has to be a massive hit. This has to be like 30% or something of total, um, you know, advertiser dollars. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know where they're going to make up that money. And I'm sure Aaron was paying Steve a fair price for, for advertising on his site and stuff. So it's, it's tough. I mean, Dallas, he, he was basically telling everybody in this interview that he did, that he felt bad because the people who were shooting, you know, the photographers that were shooting his photo shoots and doing, you know, the video production and the editing and all of that stuff. He's like, these dudes aren't getting paid, but yet I'm getting paid. He's like, I, I feel terrible. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm a bodybuilder. I, I pose, I, I lift weights. That's, that's what I do. Like I'm getting paid for that, which really isn't work. But the people behind the scenes that are doing everything aren't getting paid. He's like, he's like, it, it must have been a weird situation in that office, being you know, knowing that you're going to go shoot an athlete, and 
probably not get paid. He's like, that that just didn't sit well with me. And so I'm sure that that played part of the departure. Um, I mean, Dallas seems like a, a stand-up guy. I mean, he's young. You would think he would, you know, have an attitude or, or walk around like his, his shit doesn't stink. But he's he's really not like that. He's he's pretty open. He you know he's humble. He's he's eager to learn, eager to to go out for the fans. So I think he brings a lot to the sport, and and I think he's trying to do things the the right way. And I mean, obviously, people can say what they want about you know his his association with with Redcon and stuff like that. But I mean, I think he's a stand up guy, and it, it wasn't a financial reason why he left supposedly, but I just, I don't understand the whole MD thing. Like why would Steve allow Sean to, to just continually bash Dallas? Like what, what Mm. is Sean trying to prove by, by doing this? He has to know that Redcon is, is a huge sponsor of the website. And being that Dallas is one of their athletes, you would think he would be like praising this guy you know, look at the. That's what he used and, to do. Remember, he used exactly. to. He used to force that. Well, I mean, this is according to Palumbo and those guys. He used to force the, the, media people to you know, tout his guys. In other words, if if he signs Sean Roden and he's comp- competing against Phil and Kai, who are flex guys, I mean, Steve Blackman would say, supposedly, that, listen, guys, make sure you make. It sound like Sean's winning and Sean's the best. Support Sean and make it sound like those other two guys look like shit. And this is the opposite of that. And he's, I mean, I because of the outcome, I'm going to assume he was somehow okay with it or wasn't disturbed enough by it to say anything. Yeah, I mean, you would think that after Redcon pulled out and Dallas pulled out, that Blackman would take a good hard look at at Sean and be like, hmm. He might not be a good fit for us. I mean, MD is is on a downward spiral as is. And I don't think there's any recovering from where they are currently. I think they're in such a deep hole financially across the board that they will never get out of this. Steve refuses to dump any of his personal money or personal assets into the company. People aren't getting paid. People are leaving. People are quitting. I'm... I can't believe that people aren't suing him. Um, but I guess at that point, if if the company is really worth nothing because they're not making any money, Steve will just fire, uh, file bankruptcy and nobody will get anything. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if there's going to be any type of wiggle room or, or anything that lawyers can look into where, um, you know, based off of the structure of, of his business – you know, they can start going after his personal assets. I'm not sure um, if there's any legitimacy where they can actually go after that at, at this point and what he's been doing, but they're, they're not coming out of this. And I don't see a lot of good coming out of Sean talking poorly about anybody. I mean, regardless of if Dallas is an athlete of theirs or not, like he was very vocal and, you know, attacked him, attacked Chad Nichols. And, you know, it's 
I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think MD is going to be around much longer. I I have a feeling Steve is is just going to end up closing up shop, or he'll just totally run out of money. And then when the workers show up on Monday morning, the doors will just be locked. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I think at this point the writing's on the wall, but I don't see how. The one thing I uh, brought up to you off the air was. I don't really understand the Sean Ray at MD. Why I, Why do you keep Sean Ray around with such consistency? It just seems – what is what is he doing for – because another thing is you could say, well, he's not getting paid. But I don't think that's true because most of the people who have uh, – like I think David Bay said it. <clears throat> he said that the, uh, Sean – doesn't work unless he gets paid. Like right. He was he was one of the guys who doesn't deal with the not getting paid. Like if he's not getting paid, he doesn't work. So he must be getting paid. We're, we're assuming he's getting paid for those reasons. So how come one of the only guys you'll pay and you keep on forever is Sean Ray? He's not – yeah, he's a legend in bodybuilding, but he dropped Flex Wheeler. He dropped Dorian. He dropped um, Kevin – he dropped all those guys. He dropped everybody. Lee Haney and shit. So how can you... You can't use the case that, well, he's a legend. Not only that, but he's not really good at any of the shit he does. He's not good at... I mean, he's all right. He's not horrendous, I guess. I mean, the, the, there are people who are worse, for sure. But at interviewing people, doing radio, doing commentary, all that shit, he's not that great at it. It's not his thing. Um... Like, if you talk about Bob Chick or a, a number of other people, I mean, uh, Dan Solomon, there's been guys over there who were much better at interviewing. I mean, David Bay, it's not even close. David Bay is a million times better than Sean Ray at being a media person. Uh, he has his flaws like anybody, but he's way better than Sean Ray. It's not even close. Dave and John were both way better. than He got rid of them. So how come... I just don't understand the Sean Ray. And then now we learn that it looks like he pretty much has full reign to do whatever the fuck he wants. Talking shit about their number one employee or their, their number one. Well, yeah, employee, basically their number one athlete. It's just what is I don't understand what's protecting Sean Ray and why Blackman is. That's the guy like, why is that the guy who gets gets actually gets paid and, and, and doesn't get fired? I, it's just that's confusing to me. Well, it's you almost think that and and I you and I spoke about this before the show started. In in my opinion, if Steve gets rid of, releases, fires, forces him to resign, whatever stupid term they want to use, if if Sean is no longer with MD, his career is finished. He'll probably try and do social media, you know, maybe do something on his own the site YouTube channel, the YouTube he'll, channel. He'll do, you know, his YouTube and stuff like that. But other than that, I don't see anybody picking this guy up. And, and it's a shame that, that Sean's career has gone down that road and, and kind of took a turn. I mean, he was one of, you know, the most respected bodybuilders, bodybuilders, not people, bodybuilders out there. And, and now he's almost like one of the most hated. And, I mean, RX isn't going to pick him up if he leaves MD or gets fired. 
Uh, Iron Mag's not going to pick him up and bring him on. Flex isn't going to do that. I mean, no, but Generation Iron doesn't need him. So what would he do? And and what would he be getting paid from Blackman? If if anything at all, I mean, it's like you said, Sean doesn't do anything unless he gets paid, but he might be holding on because there's a lot of money that he's owed. So he might be holding on for that, you know, one opportunity that maybe he will finally get paid. But at the end of the day, without MD, Sean's done. I, I mean, I think he lives in Hawaii, correct? Sean? Sean, doesn't he live in Hawaii? No, he doesn't live in Hawaii. He um, I thought, does he have a vacation home in Hawaii? I swore he he does like I mean, tons I think, of. I mean, he does. They go to Hawaii, I'm sure, but I don't think he has a. I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know how much money his daughter's making, Asia Ray with her reality shows and that crap. I I don't know, maybe, but I don't think Sean has that kind of money. Maybe he does. Who knows? I mean, he could have. I don't know anything about him. His his wife could have a huge inheritance for all I know. I have no idea, but but I mean, regardless, uh, uh, his his career is over if without MD. So right. you would think he would, you know, put on his knee pads and do whatever Steve says, basically, um, to keep to keep his job if he's truly getting paid. Why why would you literally do something that would jeopardize your one of your largest sponsors, and then jeopardize the relationship with one of your athletes? These are the people, the only people that are probably trying to help you make money. Right. You know, yeah. if, if Sean likes getting paid, you know, don't uh, don't kill the cash cow. You know, don't right. don't shit where you eat, so to speak. So I I don't see anything good coming from Sean at this point. I don't I don't personally think Blackman is is thrilled with what's going on. I mean, he's taking money out of his pocket. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Blackman's wife is ready to kill him, but. Uh, MD is just going going south, and and it's a downward spiral, and it's completely out of control. Do you think it's possible that that uh, Dallas is not being honest, and he's actually, I mean, speaking of that, you brought this up earlier. To me, Dallas does seem genuine. He either it's one of two things to me. He's either a genuine stand up, no bullshit guy. Or he rehearses and gets into character in a very specific and intelligent manner before every public statement and shit. Because he's either acting very well at being this stand-up great guy, or he actually is. So, that said, do you think there's a possibility that he's not being honest and they actually, MD dropped him because of, obviously, he doesn't want to pay him. Like, he doesn't want to pay anyone, obviously. And, um... The fact that he wasn't doing good and he had to drop out of the show and shit. Do you think – because I, I wouldn't – it wouldn't be surprising to me at all if MD dropped Dallas because of the shit that's been going on with him. You know, I, I don't think that's out of the question. They did they did a similar thing to Cedric back in the day. They've done it to a lot of people, you know. That that very well could be the case. Um, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of things that that are going through my head of of how this all transpired. It could have been a thing where, uh, you know, Aaron Singerman and and Redcon, maybe they just didn't want to sponsor MD anymore. So they told Blackman, hey, you know, at the end of our contract, and I, I don't know. Again, I'm I'm just speculating here. I don't have any facts about this 
or, or have seen anything to, to say that what I'm saying is correct. Um, it's just a, a theory that I have. You know, it, it could be that Aaron didn't want to continue his contract. And with Gleckman and Sean knowing that, they said, all right, well, screw you then. We're, we're just going to literally just bash you, everything about you. And, you know, good riddance. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that was the case too. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a good possibility that exactly what you said, where they might have gotten rid of him, and before they could put out any type of press release, which I would have thought if they were going to do that, they would have that drafted up and in Ron Harris's hands. And as soon as that phone call, you know, that the the phone got hung up from that conversation between, I'm sure, uh, Blackman, Dallas, and I would assume Singerman. Um, you know, as soon as that phone call ended, that it would be up on their site that, you know, he was released, you know, he's no longer an athlete. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's likely that it could be what you just said, but I would have thought that they would have covered their own ass and, and they would have came out with some type of release, uh, no pun intended saying that, that Dallas was, you know, no longer part of the MD crew. Right. I mean, it is uh, – John Romano brought up how – he brought up the career of Peter McGuff and how it's insane that he's gone from where he was originally and through his career to where he is now. Um, it's really a sign of kind of like what I, I said about David Bay getting fired. It's really a sign of bodybuilding media dying. Because, I mean, Peter McGuff, man, was like, like John said, he was Joe Weider's right-hand man yeah. in, in, in the office with him and stuff. I mean, I mean, Peter McGuff was the man. Peter McGuff pretty much ran Flex Magazine. So, and now he's like this writing short, you know, two-paragraph articles for MD, probably not getting paid at barely at all. You know, and doing these wrap-ups and shit. I just, I feel like, and I guess you could say the same thing about Sean and most of the guys. It's like a, only the the luckiest and most privileged are hanging on now. And everyone else is pretty much, no matter who, no matter what their status is in the industry or whatever, they're all falling by the wayside as they attempt to continue their um, bodybuilding media careers. But what I don't understand is Peter has a reputation in the industry, obviously. Everybody knows who he is. So my my question is, why aren't these guys smart enough to go out and do their own thing? I mean, it, it doesn't cost a whole heck of a lot of money. I mean, look at what Dan Solomon has done with, with Digital Muscle. And, and I'm not saying that he did that on, on a shoestring budget or anything like that. I know Dan has dumped a lot of money and time and effort into building digitalmuscle.com. Uh, but you would think Peter McGuff would just, you know, maybe create another website and and be the face of it and do everything that he was doing in the past and get his own sponsors. Don't live off, you know, the coattail of, of Blackman anymore because he's obviously, you know, he's probably not getting paid. Do Do your own thing. Unless, you know, unless he just doesn't care anymore and, and he's just kind of doing it as like a little side hustle to to everything else that he's been doing. So I don't I don't know. But I mean, McGuff is 
he, like you said, he's he's one of the best in terms of of interviews and and media and stuff like that. So it's not out of the question to to ask why don't you just do your own thing. Um, I mean, he's an established writer. He, his background is is probably one of the best in the industry. Uh, you know, working with Weeder and everything. So I don't, I just I don't understand why these guys aren't like you know what Blackman, go fuck yourself. You know what I can do. You know what I'm doing better on my own than with your lackluster, you know, piggy bank that you decide that you're not going to, uh, you know, allow anybody access to or pay them or help grow MD online and try and get sponsors for the brochure that you're putting in people's mailboxes these days. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I mean, look at well, what Peter Dave- McGuff is old. I mean, you can't say that about Peter McGuff could never do it on his own. Peter McGuff would have to hire a whole team to run his social media. He he would not. I mean, I, I think that's right about some of the guys, but Peter, I think, is different. Peter is not really in the. He's not really in a situation where he can go and create content for himself. You know, I and, think he's, and he, he's he's been like grandfathered into that into the whole. All he knows is you work for somebody, you work for a company, and put out content, and that's how I get paid. He doesn't know anything about social media and shit like that. I don't think maybe he does. I just don't know. But I feel like he doesn't. He's old enough to com- be completely um, <clears throat> blind to social media. I mean, here's the thing. These days, you can literally hire out individuals overseas for you can have them work almost a whole day's work for five or ten dollars. Uh, I mean, Peter, Peter can easily get somebody to manage his website Put up his articles if, if he doesn't want to put up his own articles or doesn't understand how. He could hire some some media firm over there for very cheap to run his social media. And, and I mean he's smart, so I think he knows what would need to happen, but he just probably doesn't know how to how to utilize social media and, and those types of things. And and that's fine. But I mean there there's so much opportunity out there outside of MD. That I don't understand how anybody who's still with that company isn't looking at different avenues. And, and I mean, I know Dave Palumbo's not looking to hire anybody. Um, and, and you know, a lot of the writers that that work for M or, uh, for RX don't don't even get paid. They they're just contributors. They give the work, and Dave puts it up on on the site and stuff. But you know, there there comes a time where we almost have to sit back and, and take a good hard look at this industry. And, and the sport of bodybuilding and what is the direction of it? I mean, you see print media dying. I mean, it's it's literally dead. Um, everyone's going digital. They're online. They're on their smartphones. They're on their tablets. They're on their laptops and computers. Uh, their MacBooks. I mean, you you name it. it. Everyone's digital these days. I mean, people wake up in the morning and the first thing they're doing is checking their Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or, or whatever, checking their email. That's that's the new world that we live in. And, you know, it's a shame that somebody with MD's power uh, and, and, and the bank account that Blackman has, the fact that he couldn't see the changing of, of the industry and the times to more of a, of a digital world blows my mind. Even to this day, he's not really investing into digital. It's like he's still no. holding on to that print like he's, you know – it's, it's, it's going to come back. I think I, – I don't even think digital is – I don't even think it's digital anymore. I think it's it's social media, which is digital, but 
it's it's more specific than that even it's it's like more of a i mean digital isn't even working anymore it's purely like youtube social media and i you really got to i got to take my hat off to dave because about a year ago maybe 18 months 2 years rx was as good as dead the the boards were dead there was nothing going on over there i mean People were calling it the sinking ship and all that shit, and and they were they were right for the most part. I mean, there was nothing going on over there. Do you remember that? Yeah. So yeah, there was no John. Chris was there. The radio show, which is still not what it used to be, it's still pretty bad compared to man. You go listen to the radio show, Heavy Muscle Radio, three years ago, and and further, it was. I mean, maybe even longer than that, but I mean. 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, that those years were I mean, it's not close to that now, but it is a lot better than it was a couple years ago during the lull. And Dave's always said the future's an original TV programming. He said it a million times. And I remember him saying it during that slump and thinking, "Oh Jesus, like just let it go. It's not going to happen." And lo and behold, he started doing it and it's I, I feel like it's working just how he said pretty much. He's starting to overtake the other the other entities like MD. He's also I think that it's going to become a situation where it's going to be RX Muscle YouTube channel. It's not going to be the the website's going to be inconsequential. I don't think the the website's going to because what's the think about. I'm a, I, I go to MD or I go to I go to all of them actually I go to RX probably the most though and I've found myself recently going to the YouTube channel instead of going to the website because it's all the, their whole shtick now was original TV programming and with the with the uh, with it all on YouTube there's no reason to go to the website and when you watch them on YouTube you know it, it's just I feel as if there's not going to be those websites anymore. Websites are not, they're not what they used to be. Having a website is not what it used to be. You know, 10 years ago, having a website was everything, your foot traffic and everything. Now it's way more social media driven. And I think Dave has, he may be a little slow to the party compared to other, you know, uh, industries and stuff, but he's the only guy doing it. Not only is he doing it, he pretty much has been predicting it for a long time now, and it's actually working. Because I think, I mean, they have 75,000 um, subscribers on YouTube. That's pretty fucking good. I mean, it's not, it's, it's it's peanuts compared to a lot of other things, but it's it's like a new thing. He's the first one to have like a bodybuilding media YouTube channel. If you think about it, who else has done that? You have these idiots on there like Rich Piana and those clowns making you know, have a million followers because they're being idiotic and people like that. But as far as media, this is the first YouTube because media has always been websites, websites, websites. And um, it's it's uh, it, I just think it's going to work because you have the old school like tried and true, you know, the, the people like me who liked RX back in 09 or whatever, you have that name and you have that like aura, but now you're on YouTube. So you can get the idiots too. You can get the, the 19 year old, 20 year olds who are watching Rich Piana and those clowns. You know what I'm saying? You can get those guys now. Cause they're not just going to stumble upon RX muscle, but they, they fucking will now. 
because they're watching Rich Piana and they're watching Boston Lloyd and all these dinks on YouTube. And th- what's going to pop up next to them? Now, RX Muscle videos are. You know what I'm saying? So that that is, I just think that was a, br- a br- it's just a brilliant move to, I'm sure people are sick of hearing him say, subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out our YouTube channel. But I think the RX Muscle YouTube channel is everything to to Dave right now. That's like the goal because that's where all the other people are. That's where the all the fans that are sucked away from real media and they go to Boston Lloyd and, and Rich Piana. These are the guys who, you know, now they're gonna see they're gonna see RX on there. It's just a matter of it's it's a very very t- to me it seems like a very intelligent adaptation to the way the industry is now. And Dave's not dumb. I mean, he he can monetize his YouTube channel for one. Then he has sponsors like Iron Mag is a sponsor for Muscle in the Morning and Quest is another sponsor of theirs. Obviously, he's promoting Species. So, you know, he he has a whole bunch of people that are helping him make income off of this YouTube channel. So he's he's very smart with that aspect of it, of, of I'm creating something that isn't currently in the marketplace, plus I'm monetizing it, plus I'm helping it grow my brand because, you know, I have the backing of my sponsors who, when I put out a, uh, a muscle in the morning, it's going on their social media. It's going on their website. So what does that do? It draws everybody back to the RX YouTube channel. So yeah. all the people that are going elsewhere – and seeing it, once they click to watch the video, guess what? Dave's making money. I mean, nobody at 75,000 subscribers or whatever he has, he, he's not making a lot of money um, off of it. I mean, you need to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of, you know, upwards of over a million views to to really make it in YouTube. And that's that's honestly one of the reasons why I don't, everybody's like, you should do a YouTube channel with Wake Fitness. You know, it'll be, you know, really good. You have your own podcast. You have this, you know, that's the only piece that you're missing. And to monetize it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I would have to put in so much work to, you know, actually make money at the end of the day. It's not worth it for me. But what Dave is doing is perfect because there is nobody else out there right now doing what he's doing. You know, for an example, if if I were to do it, I'm competing against everybody else that's out there who's trying to be a fitness personality uh, or brand in that space. So it doesn't make sense. But something else that I just thought of is I wonder if anybody has ever tried to buy MD from Blackman. It's, It's not worth anything anymore. So. If Blackman can just get out from under it, get a little I bet. bit of money, and walk away, I mean, MD, it, MD tried to buy Flex, but I don't think anyone's ever tried to buy MD. I mean, at this stage, you could probably get a well. Blackman probably wouldn't sell it cheap because he's delusional and he thinks that hell no, M, MD is still relevant. There's no but, fucking way that he's gonna put a price on it that's that's even remotely reasonable no way but that's the thing if you had somebody who had the passion and the drive and the desire to do something media wise in this space in the bodybuilding and fitness industry and they had you know the bank account to allow for such and they bought it off of steve 
I bet they could turn it around just based off of the name. Because it's not like you're, you know, recreating or not recreating. Say you're starting something, you know, from a uh, from a, an idea to the startup phase to a launch and, and now you're a business saying, well, you go over to, you know, product or, or brand XYZ. You know, they're now doing stuff in the media. Like it's going to take forever to get followers and, and people to follow you. But if you buy MD and you recreate it and say, look, MD is now owned by, I don't know, Matt Wyke. I wish I had that that amount of coin to, to do that. But, you know, yeah. let's just say I went and bought it. You know, you have somebody who's passionate about the industry, who knows what they're doing in the space and, you know, who could potentially hire people to, to do certain areas and bring all of that back. Very quickly, that could turn around. Because everybody's already looking at MD. It's like you said, like you and I, we're not fans of MD, but if we want to know what's going on, you know, or or the the back and forth of who said what with RX and MD, like we're going back and forth between their YouTube and their and their websites. Yeah. So it's like the following is already there. Now you just need new leadership in place, new ownership. You know, get rid of Blackman. You know, keep everybody if they're doing their job. Get new leadership in. And just start creating, you know, get start thinking of new ideas, new topics, new ways to engage. Yeah, it's, it's not it has difficult. to be a whole different. It has to be a whole different owner because I feel like David Bay probably did a really good job at that, but he was held down by Blackman. So, yeah, I think I don't know. Maybe we should talk to Rob. <laughs> but that's but but in all honesty, I mean, and you guys who are listening, you might either be thinking Matt's a genius, and and you know it would be great if that would happen, or or you might be saying you're an idiot. There's no way anybody would ever buy MD with the reputation that they currently have. But when you have people in place, you already have McGuff. If if David Bay was still there, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that Ron Harris is a a great person to have there, but he's there. You have all these people he's a, in he's place. A, he's a good writer. He, he, yeah, he's a good writer. I mean, I think he's in a, a little bit over his head with all of the responsibility that, oh, that oh, is expected yeah, yeah. of him. But you have – you ha- I should say had good quality people in place. So if Blackman would completely get out of the picture, somebody new would come in, buy MD, you know, recreate what they were doing in the past, the, the vision that Palumbo had back then of going more digital – you know, bring in a social media team and just utilize the people that you have who are already on staff and pay them. Do you know how freaking excited they would be to to get going again? I'm sure right now they dread going to work. Who wants to go to work and yeah, not get paid? I mean, he. I, mean, I just think, I just think, um, I don't think anyone will ever buy it because I don't think he'll ever put a price on it low enough. Um, I think the price he would ask makes it unrealistic. I think. He should just team up with Dave and Dave and John. I mean, he would also never do that because of his ego. But and I guess I can't blame him necessarily. But if you think about he 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 could just be like first of all, Dave and John have to be in charge. You can't that has to go. But Blackman could still be in the picture. Blackman could still be whatever they want him to be. He could be the who the fuck cares, you know? But. As long as it still, you know, has his name on it in some way, he could still be involved, still make money and everything else. And it's not like all his ideas are bad. They could make him like make him like editor in chief of of RX Muscle 
and then the, the then John and Dave are co-owners or whatever. You know, make them him clearly below him and powerless to them, but still give him a high position so he's, you know, still in a revered position. You know, and he's not he doesn't have to like just walk off into the sunset, which would also be fine. You know, I don't I just think as long as he's corralled like that to to get MD, you wouldn't really need to pay. <laughs> Excuse me. You wouldn't have to pay him much because he would not be like he's not really losing it. He's still involved in everything, but I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of red tape there that would have to be dealt with. I just feel like I mean, I think freeing I mean, you got to think about it. MD sponsors are going to stay on and RX sponsors are going to stay on. And then you have the MD you know, money that whatever the money is, that whatever money is there, whatever money is available. It's just, I don't know. I think that would be really cool and it would actually probably be successful. Um, I don't see how adding that, those type of, um, adding those type of assets to RX muscle doesn't make for a great site or at least a greater site. I mean, but I don't, I don't see, I don't see any of that happening. I think, I think the when you said the employees are going to come in on a Monday and the door is going to be locked is the most accurate prediction uh, that we've had. I think it's just going to be kaput, and that's going to be it. But yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I'm I'm honestly, and I don't want to come off as sounding negative, but I'm disappointed with where we are with the sport of bodybuilding where we are in the industry, how things have transpired over the months and years, you know, up until now, mm -hmm. it, it just seems like, and I'm not saying things were perfect back in the day. And, and, and I'm talking about back when, you know, Jay and Ronnie and Flex and Dorian and, and those guys were on stage. I mean, it, it, the, the industry had its problems, but it just seems like things are just, getting worse and and it's yeah. almost like every month we're talking about some momo who did something stupid in the industry to to further you know smear mud all over the faces of everybody in this industry and make us all look stupid it's i don't it's it's frustrating and i know we talk about this a lot that you know we're trying to to do and be what the industry needs and put out good content and good information and help educate people and get people motivated to change their life and become active in in you know their fitness and look at their health as a whole and make it a priority and all these different things but it's like it's it, it's getting to a point where Fewer and fewer of those good types of individuals are coming into the space. It seems like everyone wants to be an overnight YouTube celebrity. They want to be like Rich Piana. They want to be like Boston Lloyd. They want, you know, and it's for entertainment value. That's the only thing. Like, I don't consider any any educational piece of any of their YouTube channels because it doesn't pertain to most people unless you're a complete whack job mm -hmm. and and just want to laugh. It's I just I don't see good people coming out of the woodwork and coming into the industry and into this space and into the market trying to to better everybody and, and try and pull things together. And it's like you have feuds between, you know, podcast shows and you know, feuds between websites and feuds between YouTube channels. It's like, what the hell? It's like this industry, while it's technically small, 
it's big enough for everybody to get in and do their own thing in this space. And it's just it's frustrating and it's disheartening to see what's going on with this industry. And I mean, you and I were, you know, we're individuals. We're one one person, you know, as an individual who who can only do so much. And right. it, it just seems like a lot of times things are going on deaf ears these days and, and the whole industry is going in a different direction that I don't think we're prepared to, to take it. I mean, everybody's feuding. It's it's absolutely absurd, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think that feuding is a result of – I don't think feuding is the problem. I think feuding is a result of the problem. I think the problem is media and is, is, is dying – and which causes us people are feuding to talk about something it seems like and i don't think if media was still booming there would be as much you don't have to you don't have to feud as much when things are going good there's other shit to talk about um but if you think about it there's there's not a lot of play you got views of course which is not really a lot of views is never going to make the Olympia first prize a million dollars. It's impossible. It's just there's never going to be that many views and that people in the position. It's just not going to happen. So the other, the other, the only other really source of revenue are companies sponsoring the sport. And the only really companies that can sponsor the sport are supplement companies. Exactly. St- steroids are illegal. What else is there? Workout equipment doesn't really do that thing. They don't fucking need it. They have Planet Fitness. So. The supplement companies are were everything. Now you have people like Boston Lloyd, Rich Piana, and everyone else. Not only are everyone everyone's getting smarter about supplements, and they're not able to people aren't able to be tricked, but all the bad press, including people like Boston and Rich, saying that supplements are bullshit, they don't work. There's a lot of that now. There's way more. Supplements are bullshit and they don't work than there's ever been. And there's more knowledge. So not only are you – you're losing the the idiots who watch Boston and those guys or, or the people who listen to headlines, which is a lot of people unfortunately. You're, you, you're losing them because they're listening to all this negative talk about supplements and you're losing the people who are just ignorant. You know, obviously – listen, Muscle Tech made bill, like billions of dollars by – by saying that you're going to gain 14 pounds of muscle in seven, seven days, you know, that's, that's, but that doesn't work anymore. So now you're losing those people because no one's really that naive to it anymore. So that's a lot of people you're losing and you're losing all the money to, to do it. You can't, the supplement companies now is, I mean, the supplement industry is still huge and everything, but as far as, Dude, Muscle Tech and all these companies had all these athletes giving them tons of money and then supporting the shows, being title sponsors and shit, giving the shows tons of money, and then that, that was where the money was. Now that the supplement consumer is becoming more knowledgeable, they're not tricked, which makes them harder to sell to, obviously. Um, and then the fact that, you know, there's they're, – they're being tricked – or people aren't being tricked is is huge. That's how a lot of it worked before, and then you have so much supplement bashing. It's it, it's it's really hurting supplement sales, and you just get keep getting new like more and more and more and more and more companies, and nobody really 
There's no brand loyalty. It's all saturated with crap. And that I think it all stems from the supplement industries not being able to... It all stems from the supplement industry. It really does. Because that's where the money used to come from. And now it doesn't come from that anymore. And you're not going to use... Yeah, you as an individual, you can get rich on YouTube and shit. Sure. And on Instagram and whatever else. Snapchat, all that bullshit you can get rich on. If you're... If you're Brandon Curry and you're not doing, he's doing well now, but you, you know, I'm saying if, if you're Jason, huh, you can do that even though you're not competing and not doing well, but you can't do that with a show necessarily. You can't just the, 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 the Europa pro whatever in Orlando can't use views. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 that's not possible. You got Dave, guys like Dave Plumbo are always saying, Bodybuilders are lazy. Just you got you got to make money on your own. Do it on your own. It's like yeah, okay, I guess. But there's not going to be any money to win competing. So why would you compete? It's you can't the, the like the the Europa Dallas can't get on Instagram and make itself insta famous and then use the revenue to pay all the people. So where's the motivation to compete? It's not. It's it's the motivation is to be a star on YouTube or Instagram. It's not to compete. So it's 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 just I think something I think something's gonna break pretty soon because it just doesn't seem what I'm seeing now, it doesn't seem like a slippery slope. It seems like a straight up and down slope covered in hot butter and you're butt ass naked with you know gold tied to your feet. It's like a it, it, it's a it's plummeting to me. Um, as far as the sport of bodybuilding and bodybuilding media seems to be plummeting because hopefully, like I talked about with RX, it's just this lull and we need to, we need to adapt and we're in this adaptation phase that looks like death. But I mean, who knows? But right now with, with the, with social media taking over and less incentive to compete and less prize money and this and that, I just don't see how it doesn't look good. No, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. And, and coming from the supplement side of the industry when I was with Metrex, you know, towards towards the end of my career with them, you know, before I, I left, we were actually pulling out of everything. Uh, I mean, we were sponsors of the World's Strongest Man for the longest time. We pulled out of that. We were, you know, at every single show, the Arnold, the Olympia, the New York Pro, a whole bunch of NPC events. Um, you know, a whole bunch of, of the smaller IFBB events. We were everywhere and we pulled out of all of those. Uh, you know, we were a sponsor of Tough Mudder and then we pulled out of that. And it's just it's like you said, everything is going digital um, and, and there's n really no return for these supplement companies going out to the Arnold or the Olympia and giving out a hundred plus thousand dollars worth of free samples plus spending anywhere from 50 to two hundred thousand dollars on a booth depending on how big of a space you want there's there is zero return on the investment you're not going to get that money back you know as as much as all of these supplement companies want to think that they're going to pull in new users the guys are only there to get free samples. They don't they don't care about anything else. They want to try the samples. They want to take sample packets home. Some of them will use them and try them. Sure, some of them might convert over to sales and customers, but a lot of the people these days are just getting the samples and selling them online. You yeah. know, they're they're trying to make a buck. 
So it's it's it doesn't make any sense at all. So once these supplement companies start realizing that there's zero ROI on their investment to go to the Olympia and spend all that money and ship athletes out there, ship employees out there, ship people that are going to work the booth, set up the booth, tear down the booth and all of that stuff, they're like, this is ridiculous. Like we're spending a quarter to half a million dollars on a show that we're not even going to see 1% back in our return. We're just not going to do it anymore. So guess what happens to that? Then the IFBB is not making money. The promoter's not making any any money. Nobody's going there, you know, to to see these people anymore. So the supplement companies are are literally going to make or break the industry, in my opinion. You know what would? You're right. You know, now that I'm thinking of it, you know what would fix bodybuilding and make it the most? I mean, not. I mean, I think it's. I think. I think so. And make it the most lucrative and successful it's ever been and, and to get like million dollar pots and shit what's that it would be if steroids were legalized because right now you have guys like rich piana and you have guys like keep bringing them up because i think they're they're cancer in more ways than people even realize because now how many people i i know for uh, firsthand i i've been in it you know for long enough 10 years ago it was what supplements do you take? What supplements do you think they take? What is it today? Yeah. What, today it's what steroids are they on? Are they on steroids? Are they on juice? It's all about juice now because there's so much honesty out there with the social media. There's no constraints on anyone. Back in the day, bodybuilders would say, "Oh yeah, I use X Y Z supplement. I love them. They're the best because they were paying them." Now. The guys are a lot of guys are just coming out and saying what they use and shit, talking about what they use for each show and all that other crap. Yeah. So you, if you think about it, if 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 steroids were legal, you could they could be the sponsors of the shows. I mean, there's no better there's no better advertising opportunity for a steroid company than bodybuilding. So you have like the it's it's I mean. I don't know. You have uh, Budweiser and shit on on football games and everything. Like there are drugs that are loosely associated with games. It happens all the time, you know. Um, with bodybuilding, the pharmaceutical companies could pay an absorbent amount of money to get their their steroids out there, you know, with bodybuilding. But again, that that's like a that's about as far fetched as any idea, really, because it's it just it would never happen. But a lot of the other, you know, we talked about the the pharmaceutical corruption, and that's that would fall right in line. Like they're gonna make more money um, on steroid sales if they, you know, if that's the, I don't know, man. Can you imagine like every every guy, you know, if they had a the sponsor of the Olympia was a steroid company. I feel like that steroid company would immediately be like the biggest steroid company on the planet. I mean, it would be because the steroid users, I mean, what percentage of steroid users know something about bodybuilding? I mean, it's pretty high. It's like the best way to really corral people even, you know, I don't know. I think that that's a, a possible solution in the very, very distant future. But uh, as far as right now, you know, it's just the – I don't think the supplements are coming back like they used to be. And a lot of it is because of the steroid shit that's out now. I mean, it's 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 out now. It's not uh, – you never see a guy 
working out a pro and talking about a supplement. It never happens anymore. You don't see Jay Cutler dumping his Celtech into his shaker and then drinking it after his workout and talking about how it's made him gain 10 pounds of muscle this season. That shit was commonplace 10 years ago. You remember? Like, <laughs> that, that was always... me. I was the kid watching those videos. Me too. And, and All reading the time. those ads. All the time, watching Jay Cutler drink Nano Vapor and watching David Henry and um, you know Johnny Jackson drink their Celtech after their workouts and talk about Gakic and Gakic and Lukic and you know listen to Branch Warren talk about how. <laughs> Can you imagine Branch Warren right now? Like, think about this, people. Branch Warren, the badass fucking Texan Branch Warren. The young people might think this is crazy. When you know, ten years ago, he would be commentating on a video where he's in the gym bleeding and sweating squatting 500 for 20 and he would be on the on the video saying yeah this new gakic product by muscle tech and the new lukic product by muscle tech they're great they've really they've upped my training this this uh you know this cycle or whatever i'm gonna be my best ever because of these supplements i've gained five pounds of solid like he would say and just lying through his teeth about these supplements doesn't touch one of them i can promise you you know, and can you, he would never do that now. That's insane. Like there's way too much truth and people out there calling bullshit for you to do that. You can't, you just can't get away with that anymore. You could get away with it with juice though, because it's, it, they could actually be honest to some degree or maybe not, but it would, you know, I, I just feel like that's the difference. Branch Warren used to say he uses Gakic to be strong. Can you imagine that? That, that? That's so far from reasonable now that it's not even funny. Even the guys who are sponsored, like I think of uh, Juan with Beast Nutrition. He No, he signed a different deal. He's not with Beast anymore. Oh, he's not? Well, anyways, anyway, Juan with Beast Nutrition, would, even that was recent. He wouldn't say like, this product's put 10 pounds on me. This product's increased my this and that. He would just take them and say, yeah, man, best protein shake you can get. But like, you know... He, bat, 10 years ago, if that was Juan and Beast Nutrition, he would be telling you that the Beast Nutrition, you know, super pump or whatever the fuck it's called, it, you know, changes workouts and he's 10 pounds heavier. You know, that's how it used to be. That alone is just a it's just a symbol of how much the industry has changed and how much the money has, has been flip flopped because of knowledge and everything else. You know, it's just it's just so different. That there's, you know, adaptation must occur with, or we're just going to all going to, you know, we're all going to fizzle away because it's not even close to the same uh, environment that it used to be. Well, I think that's why we are where we are in this industry. People are getting smarter about what they're taking and they're not believing all the hype that, you know, we used to see back in the day, you know, 1000% increase in strength on, on your first dose and, and all this nonsense. People aren't believing it, so they're looking at bodybuilding as uh, a fabrication that, oh, okay, well, for all these years, you're telling me that this protein is going to help me put on size or this product's going to increase my strength when it was all bullshit in the end. So I think it left a bad taste in people's mouths, and they're like, okay, well, I if I can't attain this, I don't want to be a part of it. And I think that's why a lot of people left the industry. I mean we still have a bunch of people. I mean if you go to the Arnold Classic – and you walk around the expo, you're going to be like, where the hell did all of these people come from? I mean, you're asked to elbow, you know, 10 people deep in in a tiny little row, and, and you have no idea even where you are. 
it's it's insane. But I mean, I, I think the industry is dying because of, you know, what has happened in the past and with people becoming more knowledgeable and more educated these days and knowing that, you know, bodybuilder so-and-so is isn't you know benefiting by taking this product or you know phil heath isn't winning the olympia because he's using ultimate nutrition products like people aren't that dumb anymore i mean sure you have the people that are just coming into the industry who are like oh this phil heath guy he's huge oh he's using ultimate nutrition products i'm gonna go look at their products now i mean sure you're gonna have those people but you know everybody's more knowledgeable which is a good thing you know, I'm not, you know, saying that because people are getting smarter, this industry is, you know, you know, turned to shit. It, it's not like that. It's just I don't, yeah, I don't know that if that person you like the example you gave with the guy who, the noob, that thinks that Phil is Mr. Olympia because of Ultimate Nutrition. I don't think that, I don't think those people really exist anymore because, just to be into Phil Heath and know about Ultimate Nutrition, you're probably on bodybuilding social media and shit you're probably following pros you're probably which means you're reading comments which means you're on youtube i feel like you would just being just being interested in what phil heath takes is enough to pretty much prove to me that at some point you've realized that supplements are not why they look that way you you know what i'm saying i feel like it's become very hard to be one of those ignorant people who feels that phil heath is mr olympia because of ultimate nutrition it's like almost like a feat of stupidity at this point yeah you're, you're probably right i mean it's definitely nowhere close to where it was back in the day i mean mm-hmm. everybody was oh know, yeah on that on that bandwagon really like i i need this product i mean <laughs> that was me i i fell for it um but mm-hmm. yeah i mean me times too. times times are changing all right so uh Looks like we're a little over time right now, so we're, we're going to wrap it up. We actually had another topic to talk about, but... We'll save that for next week. Yeah, and actually, um, it'd be great if we had a two-hour show because it'd be a perfect segue from this, actually. But, you know, we'll save that for next week. we got a good topic for you guys. And uh, so make sure you stay or you tune in next week. It's going to be more on the supplement talk and everything like that, um, how, how it ties into our next topic. Check out IronMagLabs.com. Support the show. Support them. Um, IronMagResearch.com. Same story. IronMagazine.com is where this show airs. Uh, you can also catch it on iTunes. Uh, I believe you can search either Iron Mag Radio or Central Bodybuilding. Uh, check out International Iron with myself and Lee Priest. We have a new show that went up. Uh, some epic rants in that bad boy. Man. Sometimes I listen back. I'm like, ooh. I'm going to get death threats probably. But uh, that's how it is. We don't we don't shy away. And Lee and I are we, we've gotten comfortable enough with each other so that we're very very honest and real. There's no real uh, there's no rough edges anymore. It's to the point where we're completely ourselves and we just let loose. So it's actually pretty pretty awesome. Um, use coupon code Jeff15 for 15 percent off at checkout at Iron Mag Labs or IronMagResearch.com. Let us uh, let us know what you let us know what you uh, are thinking about, guys, in regards to what you want us to to talk about. Um, every once in a while, a listener will message me and say, "Hey, what do you think about this? Talk about that." And it's and it's like a it's 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 hard to to think of topics. And when a there's nothing better than when a listener gives us a suggestion, and it's just amazing. It's like this light opens up for us. We're like, "Oh, thank God, there's a good thing to talk about." Because 
when there's no shows going on and there's a lull in the season and stuff, it's really hard to think of topics. So you guys must have great things that we could talk about. So, uh, you know, message Matt or message myself. Let us know. And let us know if anything is annoying you about the show or we should change something, etc. We're always uh, – I answer – I don't think I've ever not answered someone unless they just say something stupid. Uh, but so uh, hit me up. Hit up Matt. And that's all I got, Matt. What's uh, what's your final word? No, I mean that's that's perfect. I mean obviously we, we listen to what you guys say. So if you have a topic, you're like, hey, you know, I wonder what Matt and Jeff are thinking about this topic or, you know, what's what's their take on that? I mean let us know. Hit us up. You know, we're both on Instagram and, and Facebook and everything. So, you know, check it out. DM us, private message us, let us know. And, you know, if it's a topic that, that definitely warrants us to talk about um and it's not just a, a generic question like oh what are you guys going to talk about next week you know just let us know we would love to uh to hear some feedback and and your ideas and we'll throw it in the show 100 percent. well that brings us to the end of another episode of central bodybuilding brought to you by iron mag labs and iron mag research please join us next week i am jeff roberts for mr matt wyke and we are out of here